Hello, and welcome back to the Unto Caesar podcast. Uh, this is the final episode covering specific songs. Um, this one will be Ruin, and this is actually split in half between uh, my own writing and then a quote from a book called Only Revolutions by Mark Z. Danieleski that was published by Pantheon Books in 2006. So let's start with the lyrics and then we'll dive into the background. I wondered then, standing on the edge of the abyss, looking deep into the darkness ahead of me, what would be there on the other side? Would it still be me? If I dive in, who resurfaces? Is it me or someone else? Is this what it means to die? Is it waking up after drowning while staring at the sky? I can't begin again, unmarked and unfettered. There is no new start for those so settled. There's a rhythm to life that forces the habit, and I know now no power lies in the adamant. Though living is no newer, it's all the same to me, wasted and thinned on worldly things. There's a divinity in what the void might bring. And now the quote from the book. Because I am too soon. Because without you, I am only revolutions of ruin. I'm the prophecy prophecies pass. Why need dies at last. How oceans dry, islands drowned, and skies of salt crash to the ground. I turn the powerful, defy the weak. Only grass grows down abandoned streets. For a greater economy shall follow us and it will be undone. And a greater autonomy shall follow us, and it too will be undone. And a greater feeling shall follow love, and it too we will blow to dust, for I am longings without trust. The cyclodial haste freedom from Haley forever wastes. Dust cares only for dust, and time only for us. Because I am too soon, because without her, I am only revolutions of ruin. So that's the end of the lyrics. And there's actually not a historical background to this song. It's more of a summation of everything that came before. Um, For the written text, this is the end. For the case of the podcast, uh, I expect to have at least one or two more episodes that go into greater detail about some of the ideas that are presented here and how the songs were done. But let's dive into the written part of Ruin. The question of conflict between people, whether politically, socially, economically, or ideologically motivated, has always interested me. This is always framed by asking is war, revolution, demonstration, or clash of peoples is justified, and if successful, will it make the world a better place? These are questions that cannot be answered here and probably will never be answered to anyone's satisfaction. What I've tried to do with Unto Caesar is bring several examples that while seemingly loosely related by time, place, demography, and political aims, connect us to the past and play important roles in our lives today. I wanted to demonstrate reasons why people fight, what they fight for, and the colossal outcomes of these conflicts. What conflicts are indeed just or necessary and which are not? It all depends on perspective. No soldier wants to die for nothing, for the ambitions of other peoples or to attain the goals and political aims they have no direct benefit from. 
too often, conflict seemingly has no meaning and no resolution. What I've tried to do with Unto Caesar is provide a lens, a background, and some foundational information on some of the most interesting and most important conflicts in history. Of course, I am biased. I am not a historian, but a historical enthusiast, and I'm not a philosopher, and I'm not even really a poet. I do have a profound interest in the human experience, what people make matter in their world, and what makes life worth living. World War One, World War II, the American Revolution, the English Civil Wars, the French Revolution, the Chinese Cultural Revolution, and the Easter Rising are all interesting and pivotal moments in history that feed into one another in some form or fashion. Oliver Cromwell's treatment of the Irish people led to an increase of tension that still has not diminished. And while Ireland's desire for unification and independence cannot be laid solely at the feet of the, of the protectorate, a fair amount of the blame does lie with Cromwell and the parliamentarians. European imperial expansion across the ocean into North America and Asia are key aspects of World War I and World War II, and all of the baggage that goes along with Western ideologies, military and economic expansion at the cost of others, and that the desire for dominance changed our world forever. The communist movement in China was a direct response to European and capitalistic expansion into Asia, and the Maoist regime changed China's standing in the world forever. We feel the effects of a growing and expanding China every day in 2023, especially post-COVID-19 pandemic. Finally, as an American, I see the United States from a different perspective than those who live elsewhere in the world. As someone of European descent, my experience in the United States has been dramatically different than those who are not. This has shaped my understanding of the people who created this nation and fought for its existence. And then, 90 years later, fought to reunify it, while also coming to terms with the atrocities that they committed. Revolutions have happened the world over, and I've left most of them out. If we pause to think briefly about the few that I did outline here, specifically the English Civil War, the French Revolution, and the American Revolution, think about their outcomes. The English Civil War spawned Cromwell. The French Revolution evolution spawned Napoleon. The United States exchanged one George for another. King George famously said of Washington when told he was going to resign, quote, if he does that, he will be the greatest man in the world, end quote. And Washington did. There is no doubt that the story any country tells about themselves can be more honest and inclusive while still recognizing the better angels of our collective nature. Aspiration, a desire to be better than we were yesterday, and a willingness to make the world an equitable and beautiful place are not uniquely American ideas, but we have placed them at the very core of the story we tell ourselves about what we believe America to be. That doesn't change the fact that humanity and every conceivable form of government, political, social ideology is rife with contradiction. The world is a beautiful place and humanity has done wonderful and terrible things. Empires rise and fall. Civilizations burn to the ground and some are renewed. 
We create and live out simple but equally complex, artistic, and amazing lives in our very short time here on Earth. I find myself so interested in learning and understanding the past because it makes me believe in what is possible in our future. I chose to include lines from only evolutions to close Ruin out with because it encapsulates so much about the way I feel, the way I love, the passion that burns through me as soon as my eyes open in the morning and is never quite quenched. It's a love story of two people traveling through space and time anchored only to one another, grieving only one another as the world collapses around them. It's beautiful in the way a dying star is beautiful, both spectacular and terrible, but yet never fully understood. Just like this body of work, it is all seemingly disconnected while simultaneously being inseparable. At its core, ruin is a reflection of my perspective, of myself, how I view my time on earth, and my familiarity and fear of death. But it is also an acknowledgement of the importance of what I think makes life worth living, love, beauty, art, culture, and people. Humanity has so much more to do. We have so much more to prove. And I want to play a part in it, however small. I have so much left to do. I have so much more to see. I never want this ride to end. And I want you along for all of it. Thanks. We'll see you in the next episode.